Well, Dennis, last week, as several times, we've had people ringing in asking about psoriasis and uh, how you would look at helping mm. that condition. Mm. Do you think you might talk a bit more about that? I think we might, Jane. It's one of the uh, most popular topics that we discuss on radio. Um, so we might look at it again today and give listeners who battle this skin condition a few ideas from complementary medicine as to what they can do. Well, Health Naturally, and uh, that's for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. But we'll start off with Judy, who's rung in from Caves Beach. And Judy, tendonitis of the elbow is a problem of yours. Yes, Dennis. Um, Hello, Judy. I've, how are you? I'm well indeed. I've heard you discussing um, your arthritis cream, which I'm sorry, I can't remember the name mm-hmm. of, um, and the success that people have had. I have tendonitis in both my elbows. They're mm-hmm. calling it golfer's elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, is that likely to possibly give some relief? I have tried others like mm-hmm. Pain Away and various other ones which okay. with no success. I presume you're referring to the product that I frequently mention called Stiff, Sore and Sorry. That's the one. Okay. I knew it was three words well, and I'm thinking, I know it makes to, sense, but to, can't remember. To start with... It isn't my product, albeit I had something to do in the development of the product. The product is actually uh, owned by two uh, people here in the Hunter Valley who have done a great job in developing a product that is credible, that is registered, and, in fact, it, it does work. Now, the, the basis of my support for this preparation is that I know a lot about the two main herbs in the cream, um, Stiff Sore and Surrey, and those two herbs... Uh, are the European herb uh, Arnica and a particular extract of the popular uh, spice known as capsicum. Now, both those herbs have a credible scientific reputation for assisting in dispersing inflammation, as in the case of Arnica, and in subduing the generation of pain, as in the oleoresin of capsicum, which is in that preparation. We're not saying it will necessarily cure it, although some people claim that as a result of using stiff, sore and sorry, their pain condition has dramatically improved. What I would say is that it's worthwhile giving a go. It's a very safe product. The thing that I would say to people who are going to use the product, and indeed any product that incorporates what's called the oleoresin of capsicum, which is the pain-relieving component in that preparation, is that you would have to use it for a number of days. The, uh, the, the, the principle behind that is that um, the oleoresin of capsicum uh, works over a number of days. It subdues the actual generation of pain, but that is something that's cumulative. So okay. don't expect an overnight relief. You need to work with it about four or five days. Then when you get that relief, um, then you must maintain it if you want to sustain it. But um, in my opinion, it is worthwhile giving a go. And because you have contacted the program and shown an interest in what I say, I'll make sure that my room sends you free of charge a container of Stiff, Sore and Sorry for you to try to see how you get on with it. So if you just stay on the line, the producer will get your name and address and I will hand it to my staff and we'll forward it to you quickly and you can get back to us and let us know how you go. I certainly will. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So um, that's great. 49216 is the number for your call um, to get your question through to Dennis. 
taking your calls and also the odd word on psoriasis. Can mm. we start mm. off talking about psoriasis? Well, yes, psoriasis. let's talk about psoriasis. First of all, we need to differentiate between psoriasis and cirrhosis. Some people, cirrhosis of some, the liver? Some people confuse cirrhosis, which is a liver condition, with psoriasis, which is a, a skin condition. Psoriasis is a popular or common uh, difficult-to-treat skin condition characterised by large plaques of scales that uh, typically occur on the elbows and knees, although those scales can develop plaques, as we call them, on the trunk, anywhere on the body, and indeed psoriasis can also affect the scalp. It can be quite uh, a nasty condition which obviously requires uh, management by a dermatologist. But frequently, uh, complementary therapists will see patients who have battled psoriasis on and off for many years with everything that the mainstream has to offer uh, to them and is still not getting any sustained relief. And here, I believe, is a role for complementary medicine in treating this difficult condition to treat. And I would uh, warn listeners here uh, to be cautious of those uh, around who would say that they have the answer to psoriasis. It is an autoimmune disease, and like all autoimmune diseases, it is difficult to manage. And uh, whilst there is an approach that does sometimes give very significant relief, one must be cautious about using remedies that have no credible or literature base. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And Jeff has rung in. And Jeff, uh, you've got a problem with cholesterol, have you? Well, my doctor says that I've got um, high cholesterol and he wants me to go on Lipitin. And I've heard that you, once you go on it, you can't get off it. Is that... Uh, is there some other thing I can have without lipids? Let me ask you a question. Did your uh, GP indicate what your cholesterol level was? He told me it was 6.1. Okay. But when I went to the doctor prior to, her, prior to him, she said, uh, yeah, I'll give you a low dose. And then um, when I went to see my doctor, the one that I normally see, he turned around and doubled the dose. And I'm not too happy mm-hmm. about taking it. Well, I'll give you an opinion on this. Uh, Listeners that have heard me talk about this over the years know that I have great uh, reservations about so-called statin medications. Uh, And those reservations, I think, um, can be justified even by Googling up and looking at uh, the downside to these medications. If one's cholesterol level is exceedingly high or if one has had uh, cardiovascular uh, treatment, there is a good case for using statins. But in my opinion, statins are too frequently prescribed for what I would call moderately elevated levels of cholesterol. And in my opinion, in my opinion, and this is not in any way c- contradicting your good GP, um, in my opinion, the level that you spoke about, 6.1, I would consider to be very, very moderately elevated, unless you have other major health problems such as diabetes or, or high blood pressure. I... No, no, I don't have diabetes. Okay. I don't have none of that. I okay. don't have high blood pressure. But what I did have mm-hmm. some time ago was is, uh, uh, prior to uh, me going getting this uh, information mm-hmm. is that I had a bad tra- bad knock against my head okay. uh, and I had also a sore shoulder and I had a sore toe on top of that. And uh, maybe that was attributing to... The, uh, this um, cholesterol, and I uh, once I get that settled down, maybe that would be okay. 
Well, it's difficult for me to relate cholesterol to a sore shoulder and a sore toe, but um, what I would say is this. Um, if, if I was in that situation, I would be seeking to use other techniques to reduce the level to about below 5.5, which is, generally speaking, the upper level of normal. And in my opinion, there's a number of things that you should discuss with your GP to see if he or she can monitor you while you try these things. Express your reservations about statins. In my, in my opinion, down the track, down the track, these things will be seen for what they are. And in my opinion, in other parts of the world, there is a significant retreat from them. What you should discuss, for instance, is using substances known as phytosterols. Now, I'll spell it for you. P-H-Y-T-O, phytosterol, S-T-E-R-O-L. Phyto means plant. Phytosterols are plant-based substances which significantly inhibit, and I'll be speaking lay language here, significantly inhibit the uptake of cholesterol, and promote, therefore, its removal from the body in normally limitary processes. So there is an inhibition, a limiting, a hindrance for cholesterol to be reabsorbed, and that over time usually translates into a mild reduction. So you should, okay. you should discuss phytosterols. There are numerous preparations in the marketplace. Basic is one of them. Another one is cholesterol manager. Uh, various ones are about to use mentioned that as a primary method. The other thing is one of the best results I've received in recent times, and again, this is significantly documented, is the role of the herb St. Mary's thistle with its its improving effect on the liver. Now, Now, the liver is fundamentally implicated in cholesterol synthesis. So the second herb that I would mention in addressing this moderately elevated level of cholesterol that you've got would be St. Mary's thistle, and there should be no reservation on the part of your GP about your using uh, something based on psyllium, P-S-Y-L-L-I-U-M, a good product being metamucil, or psyllium is also available in health food stores. This has a, a, a four-star rating in one of my textbooks as a food supplement to be used on a daily basis. You use that in conjunction with the phytosterol, run it past your GP, he or she is your manager, take notice of yep. them. But I would be doing that before I went on to a statin. All right, thank you. Can I get that sizzle from your uh, from your uh Place it on my road, Lambton. You can, but you can also get it from any health food store or pharmacy. Oh, okay then. Okay. Radio. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for your call, Jeff. And uh, psyllium, isn't that something that people often put on their cereal? It is. It is. Psyllium is, in fact, uh, how can you call it? It's an extract of a herb. It's a crude herb in its crude form, um, and it's a bulking agent. And as it moves through the gut, uh, it binds to cholesterol and promotes its exit. And uh, I, I have a, a book that I frequently share with my clients in my rooms when we're discussing this, um, uh, Natural Remedies That Actually Work by two American GPs. And, um, and psyllium comes up with a four-star rating together with the phytosterols. But the thing here, Jane, is if one is going to embark on this, one must see it as a lifestyle thing and realise that these things need to be taken ongoingly. They're not going to work like a statin, which will drop your cholesterol rapidly. They're progressive in their benefits, take about three months to get, in that chap's case, what I would consider to be about half a unit down to about 5.5. But you know, and, I, and people that have heard me talk about this, know that I believe there's a tsunami coming. 
as a result of the way in which these statins are being doled out. Uh, in my opinion, I've got to be cautious what I say, in my opinion, too rapidly and too, too frequently. Mm. This is Health Naturally, 49216216 for your calls. And Rodney uh, from Charlestown has rung that number. Tinnitus is a problem for you. Yes, thank you, Jane. Good afternoon, Dennis. How are you? I'm well, Rodney. Uh, how, how significant and how long-standing is your tinnitus? Uh, it has been getting worse over the last two years. Okay. It's got, I'm a diabetic now, um, and there's a few other um, medical issues. such as heart problems, cardiovascular disease. I've pretty much got the jackpot from my mum. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. I, I, I noticed it a couple of weeks ago when I was uh, just sitting with my family trying to enjoy a meal, and my son was talking to me, and I was getting pretty much garbled. You know, it was just getting louder and louder and louder. And one of my customers rang me and said, I heard Dennis Stewart talking about it. You better ring him and find out. And it's sort of the only Friday I get to do that. Um, The first thing I'd ask is, you've obviously had investigation regarding this, have you? Yes, I have, yes. Okay. Look, um, tinnitus is not an easy condition to treat. Um, However... However, uh, there is adequate evidence, particularly European evidence, to suggest a long-term perseverance with the correct dosage of ginkgo biloba can sometimes be very significant. So successful has ginkgo biloba been in Europe in clinical trials for tinnitus that it is now approved by what's referred to as Commission E, which is the European body that approves medications for various conditions. Now, the thing with ginkgo is um, it is a quiet perseverance. One does not take it for a week or a month. The The literature that I've read talks about anything up to a year to get a benefit from it. But the uh, literature that I have speaks very, very confidently about the long-term result in the majority of cases. Now, I, I can't guarantee anything, but all I would say is if you are very confident in Googling things, Google up ginkgo and tinnitus, and I think you'll find confirmation for what I'm saying. Now, the other, good, the other thing is this. This might surprise you, but ginkgo also is remarkably useful. Let me emphasise this for diabetic listeners. Ginkgo is remarkably useful for working against some of the peripheral vascular conditions that diabetic sufferers experience, and also it's remarkable also in working against diabetic retinopathy. So for a couple of reasons, a ginkgo would seem to be a preparation that um, you should try. You should run it past uh, your GP or your specialist, uh, but in yep. my opinion, it would seem to be, in my opinion, it would seem to be an ideal preparation for you to try for your tinnitus and also to give right. you some degree of confidence in working against some of the complications of diabetes. Yeah, I hope that answers your question, Rodney. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and uh, we are taking your calls and Lindsay is bringing us back to our subject of psoriasis. Now, Lindsay, you've got it, have you? Yes, I have. Yep. Hello, Lindsay. Um, Hello, Dennis. How extensive is your psoriasis? Well, Dennis, I've suffered on and off since childhood with psoriasis. It tends to flare up a lot with stress. Yes. Um, but what it is, is my, as a byproduct of that, about two or three years ago, I developed psoriatic arthritis. Yes, okay. Um, which I'm trying to treat um, through a rheumatologist 
quite um, medically and the traditional, I suppose, um, just lots and lots of drugs, which I'm kind of getting a bit uncomfortable with, and I want to move to a more natural way of treating it and dealing with it. Okay. What you've um, spoken of there needs to be explained to the listeners. Um, this lady has a, con- a skin condition known as psoriasis, which we spoke about earlier, which is a stubborn condition, the um, etiology or the cause of which we're still not sure. Some place a lot of emphasis on stress, others place a lot of emphasis on genetics, but it's a condition that manifests itself, as I said earlier, in plaques of of white silvery scales and the treatment for it within mainstream medicine and even in complementary medicine is, is, is very, very, very demanding. However, uh, sometimes there's a secondary condition uh, emerges which also uh, is associated with the psoriasis and this is known as psoriatic arthritis. Now, in, in your case, what I'd suggest you do is uh, try a couple of things. And obviously I can't go into everything in detail, but I'll give you a few hints and clues. And obviously if you wanted to pursue them, you could always uh, arrange to come and see me at, personally in my rooms at, at New Lambton. But mm-hmm. one of the... Uh, herbs that would seem to be of most interest uh, in your case would be the herb that I frequently mentioned, um, the South American herb known as sarsaparilla. Now, people sometimes think that sarsaparilla is a cordial. Well, it is indeed, like licorice is sometimes confused with a confectionery. But sarsaparilla um, is, in fact, a medicinal herb of significant uh, documentation. And uh, Smilax, S-M-I-L-A-X, is its botanical name. And again, I would challenge you to hop on the net and punch in sarsaparilla and psoriasis and you should be encouraged with the information they're supporting the use of it as an oral medication i'll say that again as an oral medication that means you'd be required to take preferably what's called the fluid extract of sarsaparilla that means the crude herb has been pharmaceutically extracted and converted into an easily taken liquid form known as the fluid extract and uh, it would have to be what's called a one-to-one fluid extract that is a proper uh, British pharmacopoeial preparation and administered in correct dosage. So this would probably be difficult for you to get, but I say to listeners who battle with it, if you're wanting to get it and you can't get it elsewhere, you can always get fluid extract of sarsaparilla from my dispensary at Ulampton where I keep a good stock of it. It would be one that would be useful for you because also the same herb has a history, interestingly, of being used in arthritic and rheumatic conditions. So it could possibly be the ideal thing for you to try. The thing that I would say, however, is this, that, uh, as I said to uh, someone earlier with reference to the ginkgo, most herbs take a while to do their job, and we live in a society where people are used to getting an overnight effect or getting a big bang effect from a big powerful drug. Um, If you're going to work with sarsaparilla, you're going to have to work with it for some considerable time, albeit it's a very, very, very safe herb, and it should be able to give you some degree of relief. And as far as I'm aware, um, as far as I'm aware, um, it should not clash with um, the medication that your uh, rheumatologist or dermatologist has you on. That's principle number one. The second thing is there is a cream that I had a lot to do in developing 
called the GA Complex or GA Compound Cream. It's based on an extract of licorice that also incorporates a small amount of the extract of pine tar. That's available for my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, and gives good results topically. Try those two things, but if you want to pursue it, and I say this to listeners generally with psoriasis, it would be wise to come and see me personally in my rooms. Over the years, um, we've developed a reputation for helping people with skin conditions. In fact, it was the skin that got me into this profession 35 years ago. I've been fast and probably have said little in too long a time, but there might be a bit of help there for you. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we're moving now to Arcadia Vale because Bradley's rung in on 49216216. And you've got a question about a product you'd like to put to Dennis, Bradley. Yes. Hello, Bradley. Yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, I just um, wanted to know what you thought of the diatomaceous earth, or more commonly known as the fossil shell flower. Look, I don't, I don't know a lot about it. Um, it's a supplement uh, that I've heard people talk about, but it's not a thing that I regularly use. Um, yeah, it's supposed to have silica. What's a silica or something in it? Well, again, um, uh, it sounds to be a little bit too earthy for me. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I would be, um, if you've got literature on it or if you've been prescribed it, um, okay. Um, no, well, I'll tell you what happened to mm-hmm. me. A, a mate gave it to me okay. and um, told me to take it because his father was taking it. Uh-huh. And he said, I'll just clean you out, give you a cleanse. So oh, yeah. Within nine days, it put me in hospital and I had brain surgery. Well, they put an infection into my brain. Well, I think you probably answered your question, haven't you? But then um, I, I just can't figure it. But I've told all the doctors this at the hospital, and they, they don't understand how it would happen. Like I said, what does this actual stuff do to you to cause that to happen, to, for an infection to get up in my brain? They, didn't, they have no idea because the thing isn't Australian listed or Australian registered. The thing isn't? No, I don't think so. But you can buy it at chemists or health food shops. Well, look, I don't know a lot about it. All I would say is that anything that you take therapeutically, in my, yeah. opi- in my opinion, should be listed or registered. I, yeah. can't, I can't say how the connection would be between that and what you said, and it seemed that it puzzled your medical managers. But again, the best thing is if you're going to do something for your health, it's better to talk to professionals, not to necessarily your mate. It sounds like good advice too, Dennis. And uh, Alan has rung in from Belmont North on 49216216 and you'd like Dennis's opinion on fasting. Is that right, Alan? Yes, mate. I sure do, please. Hello, Alan. How are you? Good, my mate. How are you? Listen, mate, I I just like your opinion on fasting. I've been People have been telling me to to build your immune system up and get rid of a few ailments out of your body is to fast for three days to a week on juice or water, nothing else. I think with fasting, <laughs> fasting uh, is for some people and not for other people. Obviously, if, if one has a blood sugar problem, one could easily exacerbate uh, one's management by fasting for any length of time. So if you're going to go into a fast, uh, you need to be... Um, in what I would call good health with no major medical problems because a fast does place stress on the body's 
mechanisms, survival mechanisms. Now, having said that, it might interest you to know that many, many years ago, it was as a result of fasting uh, and herbs and particular dietary ideas that I overcame a decade of eczema. So I'm a believer in fasting, but if you're going to fast, you should be guided by someone who knows something about it, and you need to only do very, very short fasts. The long, any long fast should only be done under medical supervision, if at all. So um, uh, one or two days, for instance, if you're a healthy person over the weekend, uh, not necessarily fasting, but going basically onto juices or soups, in my opinion, is is okay. That's my opinion. But again, I cautious you again. I caution you against any long-term fasting because it does have ramifications and could upset your medication. It could upset your blood sugar levels. So know what you're doing when you fast. It's certainly not for everyone. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls. And we're moving now to Abba, Maine. Oh, before we do that, speaking about why we're up the mm. valley, um, that's in your neck of the woods. We spoke about the wine country markets at Devoto Wines. Oh, yes, it is indeed. In fact, uh, listeners know that I live in the Hunter Valley and have obviously a very prejudiced and biased uh, view in its favour. That market is an extraordinary market which my wife and myself uh, frequently visit. So I would uh, encourage listeners, if you get a chance, make sure to, you go to that market. Uh, you'll be surprised at the quality of goods and the, the excellent um, service you'll get there. Uh, Hunter Valley Markets, make sure you're there. And now we'll head on up the valley to Abermain and to Jan. And uh, you've got a question for Dennis on psoriasis. Yes, um, you were taught, speaking not long ago about to a woman about sarsaparilla and that. Yes. Is there an age limit? No. Reason, reason mm, I ask, mm. one of my granddaughters was born with severe psoriasis of the scalp mm-hmm. and just a little bit on the corner of her eyes. She's mm-hmm. now 13. It's spreading all over her body. Mm. She is currently on strong medication yes. from a dermatologist yes. and she needs blood tests all the time because yes. it can affect her liver. Yes. Yes. So I was just sort of wondering mm. whether that mm. might... Mm. She's probably on the drug known as methotextrate and that, that um, sometimes has to be prescribed um, in order to get control of this wretched thing. So even though some people have reservations about it and, uh, and rightly so, the good thing about it is the dermatologist uh, is regularly monitoring the blood tests, monitoring liver function. Um, but having said that, because this lass is 13 years of age, it's it's difficult uh, when someone is that young to embark on a, a treatment that they have to be disciplined in carrying out and ideally should be supervised in carrying it out. What I suggest, there, there, there is no uh, problems with sarsaparilla as far as its safety is concerned and like all therapeutic substances, the dose would be calculated uh, to suit um, your daughter or relative's age, yep. but because she is on um, dermatological treatment, it would be wise um, to uh, run it past the dermatologist. He probably doesn't know a lot about it, but I can see no reason, or I can't see any reason, how it could clash, uh, even with the drug that I suspect that she might be on. But yeah. the eth- the ethical thing is to mention to the dermatologist that you're interested in using some uh, some documented 
complementary medicine. One of them being one of them being uh, the herb sarsaparilla, and yeah. he he can if he's interested in following it through. He may not be interested, but run it past him. The other thing is there are a number of topical preparations that might be uh, useful also. Um, the cream that I mentioned earlier, the GA compound cream, might be useful, although there again, because it is around the eye, one must be very cautious about using anything in yeah. that region that's not medically prescribed. Chick- uh-huh. Chickweed also is another preparation that is popularly used to address psoriasis anywhere in various forms, the chickweed oil, chickweed lotion, chickweed ointment. But again, because this young lady is only 13 years of age, yeah. uh, before you do anything, either in in, uh, in using the sarsaparilla extract or using any alternative topicals, you must ethically run it past the dermatologist and get his approval. Would that be? Would that help her? Um, they think she's getting the um, arthritis with from it. Look, I mentioned earlier that sarsaparilla would seem to be a useful substance to take because, again, it has an indication in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia for its um, uh, muscular and skeletal indications, arthritis and rheumatism. So there could be a double whammy there. But again, before you do anything, because this lass is so young, you must get medical approval. Sounds like a good idea. Thanks for your call, Jan. And Pam, now you've got psoriasis on your list as well, but also heel spur. Yes, that's right. Hello, um, hello Jan. Hello, hello, Dennis. I just, I know it's not the topic, sorry, but um, it's okay. just wondered if you had any natural remedy for a heel spur. Okay. How long have you had it for? Oh, about um, two months. Okay. Um, very painful? Very painful, okay. yes. Well, are you taking anti-inflammatories or just using inserts? Um, well, inserts and just Panadol for pain okay. relief. Okay. Look, a couple of things here. Um, listeners might think that I'm going over the top when I say this, but it's based on years and years and years of recommending mm-hmm. uh, this preparation and getting feedback for many, many years from many people on positive effects from it. Oh, good. Um, Blackmores have what's called a celloid, C-E-L-L-O-I-D. A celloid is a particular mineral preparation that was developed by the founder of Blackmore's, mm-hmm. uh, Morris Blackmore, many, many years ago. A lot of people don't realise that uh, uh, that Blackmore's had a lot to do with the development of mineral therapy, and Morris uh, wrote even a textbook on it, which I still use. There is a celloid called S79. S79. I know that yeah. sounds very esoteric, <laughs> very, oh. very cultish, but it isn't. It's just a code uh, name for a particular preparation of silica, now, oh, okay. there are various preparations of silica, and I'm not in any way at all saying one is better than the other. All I'm saying is that for years I have prescribed S79 uh, from my rooms at New Lambton in conjunction these days with a, another celloid known as sodium phosphate, SP69. Now, those two preparations, if they are quietly persevered with, right. will in many cases give such improvement to the condition that even sceptics, and I know many of them, even sceptics have come on board as a result of using S79 and SP96 in addressing this wretched spur situation. It's not going to happen overnight. 
give it a go. It's inexpensive. It's a very, very inexpensive therapy, and you can procure it, obviously, from my rooms in 39 Alma Road. It certainly sounds mm. cultish, as mm. you say. And our last call for today, Barbara has rung in from Toronto. Barbara, a question on psoriasis for Dennis, yes? Hello, Barbara. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Barbara? I'm getting there. Good, good. I've had psoriasis since I was about oh, two months old. Yes. And I'm in my mid-50s now. Yes. And I am free of psoriasis. Good. Totally. Good. At last. Good. And I had good. the plaque psoriasis. You had plaque psoriasis, did you? Yeah. You must have had it very severely. Very severely. Mm-hmm. I'm on a product called Humira. Yes. And yes. while I had psoriasis, when I had psoriasis, it was so itchy. Yes. And I was scratching. Yes. And it made it worse. Yes, of course. And now I've got rid of the psoriasis. Yes. It's found out that I've got a thing called urticaria. Urticaria, okay. Urticaria is another name that's frequently given to what's called hives. Yeah. And um, it's it's a, a wretched condition and um, very difficult to treat. You're using antihistamines? I'm using so much yeah. that I need okay. to come and see you okay. to get rid Look, of them. Where do you live? I live at Toronto. Okay. Before you do, go to your health food store there or your pharmacy and get a bioflavonoid called quercetin. I'll spell it for you quickly. Okay. Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, quercetin. It's a bioflavonoid, usually yes. taken in conjunction with vitamin C. Okay. Again, if you Google it up, you'll find that it has a reputation for addressing allergically-based conditions, and I found over the years that it sometimes is useful in addressing urticaria. It's harmless, it's inexpensive. Give that a go. It might just take the edge off it. Okay. Well, thanks, Dennis. So do you, do you think it would be worth my while coming and seeing you to get see, off these tablets? See. See how you go. You, should, you shouldn't get off anything without your doctor's approval. If you're free of plaque psoriasis, that's a big thing. So before you do anything, you need to make sure that you've got everyone on side and that you are able to come off it with your doctor's approval and monitoring. I doubt whether the uh, quercetin will do very much for your psoriasis, but it may help some of the background of the urticaria. Well, that's uh, that's Health Naturally for today. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. Lots of questions about psoriasis and obviously some very good answers as well. We'll be back next Friday, Health Naturally, uh, for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre.